Hey y'all, I'm Kim. And I'm Joanne. We are the registered dietitian nutritionists and hosts of Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. So we wanted to tell you what our podcast is all about. Our podcast is designed to educate and excite conversations in women's health, food, nutrition, wellness, and cross-cultural health topics. Every week, we'll discuss proven techniques with an entertaining flair to energize you and encourage you in your journey to a healthier, physical, mental, and social well-being. So hold up, hold up, Jay. We're going to tell them what this means in other words. So our podcast doesn't only focus on the black and white of food and nutrition, because you know if you have a problem, your problem is almost always a different shade of gray. Am I right? right? For instance, one can argue that kale is healthier than spinach, but is it really though? In Nutrition Lifestyles, we're going to take you on a journey. We're going to teach you how to break down the latest craze in food when it comes down to pop culture. So if your goal is to live a better lifestyle and you are interested in becoming a better you, then listen to this episode to find out how. And also subscribe to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Joanne. And I'm Kim. So today we are going to have a special Thanksgiving episode for you all. And before we go into the meat of this episode, pun intended, I don't want y'all to think that Kim and I are crazy because we are both Serve Safe certified and I'm actually a Serve Safe exam instructor and proctor. So this means that we know a lot about food sanitation. So don't think we're crazy or anything like that. Please don't. So the other day, Kim and I were talking and I asked her what she thought about washing meat before cooking. But since we're both from the Caribbean, I figured she knew, you know, a little bit about what I was talking about because I know for sure Jamaicans wash their meat. But Uh we also know, you know, the recommendations for food sanitation. So I wanted to see what side she was leaning towards. I want to ask you guys the same question. Do you wash your meat before you cook it? And if you do, why do you wash your meat? I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like when Joanne asked me this question, I was trying to figure out like, what in the world are you referring to? (laughs) What are you trying to get at? But then she told me why. Right. So recently, I'm pretty sure you guys saw this article out sometime this year. The USDA came out with an article and it basically stated that people are putting themselves at risk when they wash their meat or their poultry is what they specified, but it's really any meat. Right. Like you can spread E. coli, Listeria and Salmonella, for instance, during the washing process exactly so the article stated that it's a risk because when you wash or rinse raw poultry you run the risk of splashing these microorganisms that are on your meat onto the surface of your counter additionally if you cook the meat to the recommended internal temperature all the bacteria and microbes they would die off and the idea of washing your meat is not really necessary Okay. If you guys are actually interested in knowing what the minimal internal temperatures is for various meats, just hop on over to our Facebook page, Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne, and we'll put that on there for you guys so you guys can take a look at it. But really, you know, the question still stands, do y'all wash your meat? I grew up watching my mom wash her meats before she cooked them. My mom grew up in Haiti. You know, we're Haitian. 
I spent the first seven years of my life in Haiti. So I don't remember seeing her cooking. I don't remember. She, of course, did, but I just don't remember it. Mm-hmm. But she told me a lot about what she did in Haiti. And I saw what she did growing up in Florida. My mom told me that in Haiti, when you would go to the market, the merchants would lay down all of whatever they were selling on a tarp on the ground. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if the meat was directly on the tarp. Oh. It was probably not. But it was indeed exposed to the air. Also, I guess as a consumer, you weren't quite sure how old that meat was or where it came from when you went to purchase it out in the market. I think this is the reason why we wash our meat. Yeah, I can definitely see that. This is one of the reasons, that. like, culturally where it stems from, right? So now when we say washing our meats, okay... We're not talking about soap and water because I actually saw a video. I don't know if you saw oh this video, goodness. Kim, of this guy pouring detergent on his fish because he was like, y'all told me to wash my meat. <laughs> so he was pouring detergent mess. on the meat. That's not what we're talking about when we say wash your meat. So I'm going to let Kim tell you guys what I'm talking about. It's probably what she does or what she knows about is probably very similar to what Haitians do. So I want to just go into the history of meat washing specifically for Caribbeans. So it is a multi-step process. So if you guys want to go ahead and get your pen, get your sheet of paper Mm -hmm. and take (laughs) notes. So step one is removing the skin and any excess and visible fat. Then you take that meat, you slice some lemons or some limes or any type of acid and you rub that all over the meat to quote unquote clean it. Right. And we would use, um, in addition to limes or lemons, we'd use sour oranges or vinegar in the Haitian culture. Also in the Jamaican culture as well. So yeah, we do know about mm-hmm. the vinegar, but I've never really seen the sour oranges. Yeah, they use them sour oranges, girl. My mom got a tree in the backyard right now in Orlando. Nice. <laughs> the next step is you take hot boiling water and you want to pour this onto the meat and you are going to let it sit for a few seconds to a few minutes. Right. In Haiti, we call this shode, just in case y'all wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you want to drain and rinse with cool water. And then after that, you want to add your desired seasoning. So this same process is true for hunters when they kill and slaughter their meat in forest or wilderness or whatever field they are working on. I definitely didn't know this before, but it makes quite a lot of sense. And you know, actually, Joanne, when I was thinking, when we were thinking about this episode, when you had asked me that question, like, do you wash your meat? I have a few friends here in little, little town of Sebring. (laughs) who are hunters so I feel like I want to ask her like okay you go hunting all the time how do you how do you preserve your meat so I want to ask her that but anyways guys most bacteria if you didn't know they grow between a certain ph and that ph is between 6 and 7.5 and that is considered to be more on the basic side So acidic substances like lemon juice and vinegar and sour oranges that we mentioned, they have a lower pH of like 2 to 2.5. So when you put these substances, the acid on the meat, it helps to lower the pH of animals in the field 
and it helps to slow down the growth of any microorganisms that may, exactly. may be coming from any flies which may pitch on the meat. People that hunt meat in the forest or wilderness, they typically do this when they cannot get the meat to a refrigerator readily. And guys, these are facts. So likewise, in the Caribbean, after an animal is slaughtered or was slaughtered, there wasn't really an effective way to keep bacteria from accumulating. And this was, of course, in the past before refrigeration was popular. So what they would do is this same exact process. And then they would also put acidic substances on the meat to as a strategy that will help to prevent foodborne illnesses. Additionally, another benefit of cleaning meat with the vinegar and lemon juice and any acid was to tenderize it and lightly cook it like a ceviche. I'm totally in agreement with that. I believe that's why, you know, it's in our culture, why we do this. The concern that the USDA has in regards to people washing their meat is the spread of bacteria. So we're going to talk about that a little bit just to give you guys some facts about how bacteria is spread. So the the USDA believes that washing your meat is going to transfer germs and the bacteria from the meat to the kitchen services and increase your risks for a foodborne illness. As a serve safe instructor, you know, the serve safe instructor in me wanted to discuss the differences between a food infection and food intoxication. Food infection is when you eat a food that has live bacteria in it, which then starts growing in your intestinal tract, which of course then leads to you being sick. Yeah, this makes Now, sense. a food intoxication is when you eat foods that already have the toxins in them, formed by bacteria growth in the food prior to you consuming that food. Ah. So making sure you sanitize and clean your cooking area and keeping your foods at safe temperatures before consuming them is very important. This is something that should be done actually whether you clean your meat or don't clean your meat. So when it comes to foodborne illnesses, how can you actually avoid foodborne illnesses? So We're going to talk about a few steps that you can take for you to decrease your chances and your risks of foodborne illnesses. The most effective thing you can do to protect yourself and your loved ones from becoming ill from a foodborne illness is to observe these steps. Wash your hands. And when we say wash your hands, I'm not just talking about running your hands under water real quickly. That's not really washing your hands. It's using soap and water. Before you cook your foods and washing them thoroughly for about 20 seconds. If you are sick and you have diarrhea or you're taking care of somebody who has diarrhea, I would avoid preparing food altogether, especially if you are cooking for others because you don't want to risk getting everyone sick with whatever it is that that person has that's causing the diarrhea to occur. Also, after you wash wash your hands with soap, wash and sanitize the surface that came in contact with any of the raw meats that you're cooking. Secondly, I want you to separate. So separate your meats from your raw produce and your raw foods. And also separate the surfaces from the cooked and the mm-hmm. raw food so that you can avoid contamination and cross-contamination in that manner. Thirdly, I want you guys to cook when you're cooking your food, I want you to try to um, use a thermometer so that you can make sure that you are cooking them to the proper temperatures 
that they need to be so that bacteria, you can be sure that the bacteria that may have been in them are gone. We are going to post those numbers on the Facebook page for you guys to look at. Um, I'm not going to go over them right now. So just jump over to our Facebook page and you'll find those numbers on there. And fourth, when you are done cooking, I know we are so used to doing this as a culture. You know, if you go to like the, um, the cookouts, meat, food in general, will be sitting on the counter forever in a day. But what I want you guys to try to do is to try to refrigerate and freeze your leftovers and not have them sitting out for a long time because that increases the risks of foodborne illness when food is just being, you know, sitting out there. I agree. So, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. As mm -hmm. you guys know, I don't eat meat. But let me ask you all that are listening, are you really going to stop washing your meat? <laughs> me personally, if I ate meat, I wouldn't. And I'm just being honest with you guys. I understand all the science and all the logic behind it, but I think there's also a cultural aspect uh, like traditions that are to be considered. Right. I totally agree to this. So in the black culture, we jump over brooms when we're getting married. We don't leave our purses on the floor. We can't stand anyone to sweep our feet <laughs> and we'll probably wash our meats add lemon juice or whatever acid to it and sanitize our kitchen. Right. <laughs> so I was looking at this cookbook and it's called the, um, the domestic cookbook by Melinda Russell. And this cookbook now is actually the oldest known cookbook authored by an African-American. And Melinda states in one of her recipes to quote unquote, wash the meat. So washing or cleaning meat is something traditional for Caribbean as well as African-Americans. So yes, the USDA says that it can spread bacteria into the surfaces, but if you're cleaning your surfaces as you should, then this really should not be an issue. What do you think, Joanne? I agree with you, girl. I mean, it's very much a tradition and part of the Afro-Caribbean Afro-American culture, and I'm pretty sure it's part of the Latin cultures as well. You know, of course, when I teach a serve safe class, I will continue to provide them the correct serve safe recommendations. And some people don't understand why we wash our meat. And if I think about it, I don't actually remember my mom washing ground meat and I don't wash my ground meat. Do you? Um, when I used to eat ground meat, no, I never washed it. You have a point. Right. So we, there's certain meats that we don't wash. Um, we didn't wash our ground meat and whatnot. And the food still turned out delicious, even without us washing it or whatnot. There are meats that we don't wash. So for those who may think that, oh my gosh, where, what, you know, they're trying to tell us not to wash our meat or whatever. Think about it. There are some that you guys, even those who are used to culturally washing their meat, there's some that you don't wash. It's, it's an either or thing. You know, if it's in your culture, this is what you're used to doing. There's no reason for you to stop doing it. If you are making sure that your areas are sanitized and cleaned, um, when you're done cooking. Right. So guys, for this Thanksgiving, we know that turkey is one of the most popular meats around this time of year. So if you choose to wash your turkey or not <laughs> wash your turkey, hey, you know that that's a okay with us. But definitely just making sure you guys are if you wash your turkey cleaning up that kitchen. And also if you put that turkey in the oven, making sure that it gets to the right internal temperature. 
I know for sure that I will continue to wash my meat at home. I may teach the class differently because of the surf safe recommendations. I will provide them with the, the, the facts and what is taught when it comes to surf safe. But for me at home, that cultural tradition, it, it makes me feel like I'm at my mom's house. It makes me feel closer to my traditions and my culture. So I will most likely continue to wash my meats and, um, you know, use my sour oranges. I wish I had a tree like my mom, but I don't. I will most likely continue to do so. So we thank you so much for listening to this episode. We wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. If you can, please remember to rate this episode as well as review and also share it with your friends and family members. As usual, thank you for listening to the Nutrition Lifestyles podcast with Kim and Joanne. Bye, guys. Bye. Before I forget, I wanted to let you guys know I spoke with that friend of mine who hunts and she basically told me that they have a cooler in their truck that they use to preserve the meat. So she doesn't do anything related to like lemon juice or vinegar or sour oranges. I just wanted to let you guys know what she does. If you haven't subscribed to the Nutrition Lifestyles podcast, please do so. Most importantly, we want to extend a special invitation to you to join the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne Facebook page and the Nutrition Lifestyles pod club. You were not meant to do this alone. It is important for us to surround ourselves with people who mirror positivity related to health and nutrition. So all you have to do to follow our page and join our private pod club is hop on over to Facebook and search for Nutrition Lifestyles Pod Club and the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne page. Click on the join and like buttons respectively, and then you will gain access to tips to jumpstart a nutritious lifestyle, a tribe to cheer you on your journey, hot topics on health and nutrition, and also it's a hub to connect with me and Kim. We are really looking forward to mingling with you. So see you on Facebook.